Let's do a show. Oh, okay. Now you do for once. It seems like you never, dude. I always want to do shows, bro. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't see it the same way you do. Well, you don't see it. You're seeing it from a laid back sweatpant wearing yeah. point. That's fair. This show has a new fresh look. <laughs> oh yeah, that you'll never be able a to fresh, see a fresh look called old people sitting and talking. Uh, you'll never be able to see our new fresh look studio because it's a podcast and it's voice only. You will be able to see it. We're gonna do. We're gonna do some stuff where you'll be able to see us on the old YouTubers or on Twitch or whatever. We're gonna get. We're gonna get there. Are you gonna make that happen? I am gonna make it thing happen. Yeah, right on the money, dude. You know what we call that in radio? Timing. Oh, my we God. Call that Did you used to work in radio? We call that walking the ramp and hitting the post. Uh, welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin. Uh, I am John Huck. All right. I never worked in radio. Well, I mean, I mean technically, this is Frontier actually, Radio I that have you're done, doing right now. I have done radio. I've done radio at, like for clubs and stuff. And now... That doesn't count. No, no, no. That's a DJ at a strip club. That's different. That's not radio. You know what I mean? What? You're, no. a, you're a strip club DJ? Dude, when... No, what are you talking about? For com- you like, when you go do comedy clubs and they make you go do radio, like I've been on the air, but I've never like been a DJ. Did you do three, two, one and point at someone? No, they do that to me. Okay. Actually, three, they, they stopped they counting at two. So you did radio and television in the 50s? At the same time. <laughs> it, was a, it was a multi-purpose studio. <laughs> You did a little bit of everything. That right, is how it is in Peoria. You do one news station, like a daytime news thing, and then you go do radio, and you come back to the same news station, and they've turned the stage around, and it's a different <laughs> news program. You're like, okay. That's fine. I mean, whatever. I don't care. Hey, man, whatever it takes to yeah. promote John Henry Huck. Yeah, well, as long name? as they spell my name right, the jukebox has been very good about that. What's your middle name? My middle name is Charles. Oh, John Charles Huck, not John Henry Huck. No. That'd be like a song. What is it? John Henry Huck. I know my name. What, uh, what are you doing over there? To, huh? I want to play that thing for you. This is called Guy Who Cries Because His Weed Is So Good. So. Have <laughs> 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 you ever cried? Thank God for my reefer, man. This shit good. <laughs> Do you still have the Hooray for Hollywood song up? No, why? What is playing behind him? I'm hearing music. No, you're hearing a saw. Oh. There's somebody doing construction. Jesus Christ. Well, it's fucking loud. All right, I'm done with this guy crying about yeah, his reefer. Yeah, that's pointless. Why would you play that? That's Because he's, he's excited about his reefer. Good for him. He's thanking God for his reefer. Well, that's, if and, you believe in God and you believe God made everything in this earth, no, Trump God did. definitely Trump, made reefer. Trump made reefer. Yeah. Reefer's so much better now that Trump is here, you guys. All right. I thought it was going to be funny, but actually it turns out it's not. Mm, definitely not, no. It is funny if you see the video. Sure, if you watch so it. So that's two visual cry. things that I've tried to accomplish today on this radio program. For a guy who non- used to work in radio, it's almost as if you have no idea how this works. Interesting. <laughs> Curious. There's some truth to that. Hey, real quick, uh, congratulations to uh, past guest uh, Daniel Stesson. Yes, Daniel Stesson. Who uh, wants to be a businesswoman. Cre- hey, he wants to be a businesswoman. Phone to follow him on Twitter. That's all he wants to be. Uh, uh, is the creator of Dream Corp LLC, which is on Adult Swim. It was just picked up uh, for a second season. If you so. li- if you live in LA, 
you've probably seen the bu- the billboards and the bus benches that say we analyzed your dreams while you slept <laughs> yeah. and it's basically they hyphenated it so it just says we've anal and then the bottom line is eyes your dreams as you slept so it's supposed to be analyzed it's very funny but the first time i saw you know it what i was they like said, this rule guy number one never explain someone's jokes no but... my mom always says it's great if you have to explain it it's a real good one uh, okay all right fair enough mrs john huck's mom um, uh, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, that was it. This, the, it was funny because the first time I saw that, I go, I don't think this company understands what they've done. And then I was like, oh, that's a TV show. So I felt like an idiot. But. That you knew about way in advance. I actually, yeah, I did, but I didn't look at the small fine print on the thing. I never, never read that fine print. But that's uh, Nick Rutherford is in that. Uh, a couple other guys. Very funny people. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Watch it. Yeah, check it out. And you'll be able to have more to watch soon. Oh, yeah, because it'll be season two? Uh, yeah. Nice. Whenever that comes out. You got anything to say, or should we just bring in oh, the bring, champ? Bring in our guest. Last time we talked to our guest, he was uh, in a car, and he was not pleased. Uh, because life in a car in Los Angeles, whether you're working in that car or not working in that car, God, God forbid, I don't, I can't stand it anymore. I'm Patrick Keene, everybody. Patrick, Patrick Keene. Keene. Thanks, guys. Thanks hey, for having me. Yeah, um, thanks for being on, man. You, I, so you just moved to, how long have you been living in West, LA, West Hollywood? Uh, just this summer, so August. So you like a a lot of people around and a lot of traffic because that's the one thing I've noticed. I I live just far enough outside the system still. It's bleeding my way. I'm starting to see the traffic coming this way. But I, that's the one thing that drives me bonkers is it's it's it seems like it's never not gridlock in that area. Yeah, You're always brutal. waiting for something at all times. Well, you live where where are you living at? What area? Uh, Orlando and Melrose. Okay, so yeah, that is crazy. But like, I swear to you, if you try to go to Runyon Canyon at like two in the afternoon on a sunny day, yeah. that's where I used to live. That's where Eddie Pence still lives. Mm-hmm. That area. Do you have an address? That I I, I mean that. If you that area is why people Gridlock. get road rage, yes. like it's insane over there, and I can't believe that for so long I lived over there and I was like, okay, and realizing that my wife now was like, you know, when we first started dating, I had to drive there. It literally made me physically angry that I had to go to your apartment. I was like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I know where you were. That was tough. Third yeah. Street in Los Angeles like that, just gridlock. Oh like, yeah, it's like three oh. or four lights in a row, really close. Fun traffic references for people who don't live here. Yeah. No, but they, what we're trying to do is just say, listen, Deter if you're coming you here, moving. You, here. <laughs> you just better put up with that shit. Yeah. I think there was the one video that was posted. Uh, was it thanks the day before Thanksgiving oh, or whatever? The, the 405? Yeah. Just, I mean, but oh, yeah. I, I don't, I try to avoid, I mean, that's the thing. Um, I come from a small area, Wisconsin, so you don't get that kind of traffic. Racine. Like traffic, yes, we're seeing. Thank the you, Brody. Same street Thank that, you, Brody uh, Stevens. What's his Continue. name lived on in uh, Untouchables? Remember, he goes, he looks at the match oh, that's box right. and he's like, 1601 Racine. I had a buddy that lived there. And he shoved. <laughs> that buddy was you. Well, I, I actually didn't live on that exact address, but close enough. Yeah. Good, good reference. Uh, you and Brody Stevens should go at it one night with just met with with um, muscle memory uh, recalls on high schools and uh, zip codes. I, I thought half the people were leaving this country after the election, like half promised, regardless of who won. <laughs> it's like, and can nobody we have a different left. Nobody left. I'm talking about the traffic. Nobody left. Yeah. And, like, no, nobody no, left. they're all here. They're all here. They, they did leave the country. They we we live in a bubble in yeah. California. We're not the rest of the country. If you look at the map, we're not the rest of the country. But I love that we live in a bubble. We live in an area with more diverse diversity than most places, and we live in the bubble. But the people who live in a town they've never left that's all white and has absolutely no different 
opinions about anything. They don't live in a bubble. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about those people, though. I don't know how long. But I just you don't. Didn't don't I guess, I'm, I guess I'm not understanding the term bubble because I don't get it. Like you lived in a town like that. What are you talking about? Right, but that's that's more of a bubble than living in L.A. Well, or no, living in I, New York. I okay. I should I should clarify. I, when I say bubble, I mean we have like this protective layer over us that doesn't really all that yeah, other the crap. atmosphere yeah. is disappearing. Uh, <laughs> Global warming is real. Well, what do you live Not in a bubble cold too? Days. Well, I mean, economic I just, bubble or like I just think our our everything. Okay. I think everything out here is just, is bubble, not represent in bubble, general bubble. doesn't seem to be <laughs> representative of most I live of in a the, Cal- middle, the flyover yeah. states. I live in a Calgon bubble. There is n- a, where I'm from originally. There's nothing similar out here as it is there. When I go back home, it's it's just two different worlds. Yeah. I mean, that's just, and there's neither one was bad. No, no. Where I'm from, it's not. I mean, you know, I mean, they got their problem. Every place has their mm. problems, you know. Nope, every place is perfect. There's nothing wrong with anything. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that we, uh, this state, just, I mean, if if you lean a little bit more progressive, then you're in the right state. If you live in Wisconsin, it's probably a bad place to be living right now. You know, if be- because of the election and whatnot, and well, it's right been going on, on for oh, years. It's been going stuff. on everything yeah. ever since. Uh, that, Madison's such a fun town, but not necessarily a reflection of the rest. They of have been fighting up there for you know that's a little island. six to eight years. There's been nothing but every yeah. time I went and performed there at that comedy club, there there was you if you walked around during the weekend, there was just protest upon protest up yeah. there. So drum circles. Like, you know, at some point, and this is why we talked about this on a previous episode of just trying to, sometimes you have to get away from Facebook because it feels like you're always walking into a protest. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm okay with like, if you're if you're passionate about something and you really believe it's going to change for the better, that's fine. But sometimes it's just like, it's exhausting being around nonstop protesting. Yeah. And taking and, it to the streets, taking it to the, taking well, it to the what's, streets. What's the end game and, and what are you fighting against? Like, you're not fighting against the real issue. These these slaughters in Afghanistan and Iraq are still the number one money dragging right. thing and nobody's protesting those really. No. Well, that's because you know? that's not here. Yeah, we were actually just funny. Um, we happened to be on. We uh, were, and then we started talking about this. We were actually just no, 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 no. Was, oh, and I'll, I'll, I'll translate that. We, so we happened. John all of a sudden said, "Oh, there's this new Bill Hicks video that's out," and we just started watching it. And that he was, he kind of again. Yeah. John made a comment just briefly of like, um, "It's crazy." Some how, of it, how re- it's still relevant, and even his CNN joke about like the world is coming to an end. Yeah, everything on the news is telling you that the world is the worst place on on Earth. But if you open up your door, it's crickets outside, and there's nothing going on. Yeah. But yeah. Which one is it? It's yeah. cr- it's insane to me that there are Bill Hicks clips that you can watch today and be like, if you didn't know who Bill Hicks was <laughs> and you didn't know he had passed away in 1994 right. and he'd been doing these jokes, you, if you t- were told that this was a modern comedian in modern time, you'd be like, oh, wow, yeah, he's making some really valid points about the situation <laughs> of our country. And you're like, this was from fucking so many years ago. five quarter of a century ago. It's now. insane. Yeah. It's insane to me that we're still, uh, we're, or we've come back to... This place, but I want to move on from that yeah. shit because that's not what this podcast. So the good is. news is yeah. you're gonna you're be gigging with uh, El Madrigal, who's hilarious. That's what I was gonna ask. What do you got coming up? What are you got uh, going on? Yeah, we're going down to the La Jolla Comedy Store. No dates though, because it's and not then, gonna matter. This right. will be, this will air way after so you're done. Air. But that's cool that you're and you know La Jolla. He's got an album place. coming. Yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a, it's it's. I wish the uh, comedy store up here ran their their club like that a little bit more, just cleaner and more civilians. But whatever. Well, I think I think what I think that there's a different. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's diff- two different vibes to those clubs. Mm-hmm. Like I think the one in L.A. I think well what they've turned it around to I think is is it's really smart. It's, mu- yeah. it's so much so better. Much it's better. Much, better. But, much better. But do you think you could actually get stage time there now more so than before? Not necessarily, but I'm not worried about that. Just no, just no, curiosity. But for, yeah. but from an audience standpoint, to yeah. be able yes. to walk into the comedy store on any night of the week yes. and see 16 literally guys that you yes. can see headlining the country and doing whatever, like it's amazing. Which 
again, we've had this conversation in the past, and Keen, you know this because you were around when I used to run that belly room show. Yeah. In the early 2000s when I was a comedy store guy, those were the dark, dark years. And it goes back to what you just said. Audience members come in, and comedians are on stage trying to insult them yeah. and, and see just, if they can walk them and yeah. get in fights with them. Yeah. And you're like, you do understand the concept of comedy. I mean, it's yeah. different for everybody, store. I guess. But so they did get rid of that. Yeah. Who's that guy? Was it Mac Lindsay? Would you remember a guy named Mac? I think Lindsay? he's still really? there, isn't he? Very, very dark guy. I think yeah. Very dark, dark. Yeah. Guy. There was a lot of dark guys. And he was. But the funny thing is, he was so nice. Yeah. Way too fucking dark for that yeah. place. Way well, too dark. Anyway. Um, well, yeah, I'll be down there with Al. Al's album's coming out, or he's recording his album Saturday here in L.A. So, oh, oh yes. yeah, what, where's what? What's the venue? Of that? I don't know. It's a small venue theater, I think. A Good small for him. Theater. I'll find out though and let you know. Good for him. Al, so he's just doing a warm up. Al Magical, yeah. if you guys don't know him, super funny guy, really nice. Just all, has been the same genuine dude I met. Yeah, doing like the Derby back in the day. And then just to what he, to what he's become, he's been, I mean he, Daily Show. He's oh, done a, yeah. he's done he's a lot of stuff. Small side note: he was supposed to be the main character in Frozen, Frozen Peace, yeah, but he couldn't do it. Couldn't, oh, unfor- really? And it, it happened. We ended up having to shoot um, right around right when the Daily Show was wrapping up, and mm-hmm. it just it became like the busiest time in his life. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know how the the business works. When Every, it everybody wants it, poor, to, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was he's uh, and because I think you helped getting him in contact with me. Uh, oh yeah, John. yeah. It says like, they and, want to send you a script. Yeah. yeah, and so it was. He read it and it was like he goes, "If I do this, this is before he finally decided he couldn't do it." He had actually talked to his wife about getting a vasectomy live on camera. Wow, for the film, which would have been amazing. Holy cow, wow. that would have been something. That would have been great. We only get one ended, take at this, guys. I don't know if we ever end up getting that vasectomy. You can ask him. I'll tonight, ask him but, today. Uh, the guy, I got to say, the guy who played it because I've seen that a few times. Yeah. He's nailed it. He was it's, really yeah, good. I mean, the, the, yeah. I'm only telling the story because this is the this is very typical of how things work yeah. when you make movies. Yeah. You find out later that so and so is you know you Tom was, Selleck was, was, was supposed yeah. to be you know Han Solo. So oh, that's right. Who knows? That's right. Yeah, right. would he have I, gone mustache? No mustache, probably mustache. No. You think he would? Oh man, he's like, he'd be like Magnum PI. Uh, yeah, you know it what? wouldn't have been There's good. No way. I mean, you know, he's one of those guys that I don't know how you are with your facial work because I haven't seen you without um, your beard. But Tom Selleck has that long thing, so if his mustache goes, it looks like his face got it. the lip between his lip oh, and dude. his nose. Yeah. it's too much. You ever seen somebody when they get rid of their mustache? <laughs> Jay Montpar just... used to talk about. It. He goes, "You ever go to Christmas when you're a kid, and then that one uncle who's had a mustache his whole life just shaves it off? Oh my! And then God. you're like, who's this guy? And he's like, hey, give you and he does. He pushes out his upper leg. Oh, that's <laughs> like, so like, funny! The, oh, it looks puffy. Whatever he's been, I don't know if he who, still who does that. Jay Montpar. I don't oh know if he still God, does that joke. Funny. But it was one of a, a joke he used to do that was I, I was always like because I remember my neighbor shaved off his mustache when I was a kid and I was like, what in the name of God? Yeah, what happened here? Like Stephen Keaton or Michael Gross? Oh yeah, dude. Remember he yeah. looked better with the beard and mustache. Dude, I shaved my beard off for a commercial. My mom was like, you're gonna grow that back, right? Like it was almost an immediate response. I was like, ah, yeah, hide the face then. Is that what we're going with? (laughs) Oh, God. I just, I look different, man. I look really different. When commercial guys are like, I go in for an audition, they always ask, are you willing to shave? And if it's a national spot, you know, I'm like, the money's got to be right. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm willing to shave. But if we get down to it, no one, one, no one's ever really asked me to shave except for the when I had prosthetics on my face. And that was going in, I knew I had to shave. How long, how long has it been since you have not had a beard? How long has it been? So it's since 2000... Since we've known you, right? I don't think no, it's 2007 and 8. I, uh, or, or eight, you went I, back and forth? Or? I had uh, no beard for a commercial, and it just grew back. I grew it back after that. Did I know you then? Probably. I wasn't around. You know, I was working a lot and doing shit, and I don't, I don't remember. remember. That would have been right around the, the, when Ian Bag was doing the show at the... Uh, we were doing the Ian Bag show at the... Uh, 
At the Friars. That's okay. where I got to know John. Because oh. they, they also had Thursday nights, right? And they, that's TK, where I got to know TK you. TK did a show there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we used to go up at the Friars Club, which was, you know, at first you got, you're you, like, oh my God, the Friars Club. And then it yeah. turns out it's not the same Friars Club. And you get there and you're like, Friars yeah, there's a bunch of pictures of Milton Berle and shit. But yeah. other than that, like. <laughs> there's nothing Friar about the club. Yeah. Does it even still exist? I don't yeah. know. Does it? Uh, I don't think it, it's open anymore. Because no. it was never that, that was never the official home. It was just a place they called the Friars Club, right? So, well, they, I mean, it was all the building was theirs. I mean, it, it was no, but I think there was a lawsuit that eventually came out, and they're like, "Yeah, you can stop calling it the Friars Club." Oh, the original yeah. Friars. Yeah, the original. It's, was it's not just happy. New York. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It was not that. Yeah. Another little inside tip there. So that's two things. Two inside tips so far. Yeah. Wow, man! I hope everyone's writing down the inside. Yeah, tips just the get. tip, guys. Just, just the, the tip. tip. I used to go there with Warren Cowan. We'd go to Warren uh, Cowan. Lunch. We'd go to the Friars Club. He yeah. passed, right? Yeah, he passed. Uh, a few years ago, Warren Cowan, very famous publicist yeah. back in the day, correct? Absolutely, the biggest. Yeah. Did he work with the woman that ended up getting um, uh, murdered? Ronnie Chasen. Yeah, she got her start with Warren, and then she opened her office uh, either downstairs or two floors down. I what just, ever happened with that? I just it just, just got re released or something because they they got somebody got mad and said you never really looked into this murder deep. Yeah. Why? Because she was a jerk, or something. it was like or a really weird reason yeah. why they didn't look in it. They just assumed she was so hated. What's yeah. the point? Yeah, they could too many it. people on the list to go after. Yeah, that's really why they stopped. No, that's the, I no, wouldn't that, doubt it. That's oh. the argument. Oh. that somebody decided because I think that's what happened. Somebody went, "Hey, wait a minute. Look, cases go cold all the time yeah. if there's no." Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just can't because you know that's what I know. It cannot be that stuff. simple to get away with murdering a, a famous publicist and then just walking away from it. Like, was she famous at the time? I have no idea. She wasn't so famous. Oh, she was. She kind of on her. She downwards. was just hated. She was just hated. I think. Good God! Personally, I don't know. Professionally, I don't even know who she handled. Because when you worked for Warren Cowan, he was also kind of on the back nine, right? Yeah, he was of, on the back of nine. his career yeah, as well. He was back nine. It was because his his. Um, and forgive me, I know we probably yeah. cover this when you were on like episode two or something like know. of our show. Yeah. But what some of his clients were fairly well known. He had some very well known clients back in the day. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Newman, Liz Taylor, Jack Lemon. Yeah. And you said Popular. you talked to Paul Newman before, met him uh, on the phone a few times, but yeah. never met him. Never met him. But you said he was one of the nicest, politest guys. Almost had to introduce him. Uh, I almost had to introduce him and Buzz Aldrin at a, at a, at a race car event in Long Beach. What? Because nobody else was going to make it down there um, from our company, and we handled both those guys. So I would have been the guy to introduce them, which would have been crazy. And you did, yeah. But you, did you say you didn't make it down? Uh, Buzz, Buzz didn't make it. I don't think he didn't make it down there. But so you didn't meet Paul Newman that day? No, I didn't because uh, there was no reason to go because it would have been like, hey, I'm here to introduce you to Buzz, who's not here. But I thought I'd come down. And yeah. stand here and yeah, that's hold how you take advantage hand. to meet. Yeah. Like basically, it, you always we always talk about this. I mean, if you think about it, there's only a handful of people that are will forever be iconic. Yeah. Like Paul Newman, um, we can talk about him thirty years from now, and people uh, will still know who. Oh yeah, people are going to watch his movies. Robert Redford. There, I mean, there are guys. Jack Lemon. Yeah, Jack Lemon is going to be who? studied. You know what I mean? Jack like, Lemon that guy Kirk was Douglas. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and speaking of Buzz Aldrin, uh, we here at the Hollywood Anonymous podcast wish him a speedy recovery. He's oh, in did the, he get? Is he he's sick? in the hospital right now. You should now. know that as his former publicist. Yeah. He's uh, he's in the hospital, but I follow all the NASA and all that stuff on on Twitter. He's, so. Yeah, that was amazing. Who else? Uh, who else did you? Did you are some people that you were like? Oh, you never met cool. Jack Lemon though, right? No, just okay. on the phone. Talked to him on the phone. Talked to him on the phone. Um, yeah, a couple wow. times. And uh, who else? Oh, I got to meet Steve Allen two weeks before he passed. Oh, wow, that was amazing. Right. Yeah, Steve that was, Allen. That was crazy. Host we went of the to a Tonight play. Show. We went to watch uh, Valerie. Well, no, she she wasn't Valerie. She was in a TV show called Valerie. She was Mary Tyler Moore's friend, Mona or something. Valerie Bertinelli. 
No, no, no. no. I know Harper. who you're talking Valerie Harper. Yeah. Uh, Harper. Valerie Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that her name in real life? Valerie yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah. the show was called Valerie. Then she was like, I want more money. Three Julie seasons Andrews in, came in. And they Sandy killed Duncan her. No, Sandy Duncan. Yeah, they yeah. killed her off in a house fire. <laughs> and they called the show The Hogan Family and kept it on for another so five bizarre. years. It was insane. She was insane. like, I want money. They're like, no. She said, well, then I'm leaving the show. They're like, okay. Yep. Literally. And then they, the next, Jason the season Bateman. opens up and Jason, yeah, he's picking up after a house fire, picks up a picture of his mom. He's like, I can't believe she died in the fire. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh my God. killed off the main lady of this show? Welcome to Hollywood, America. It was nuts, dude. It was well, nuts. if Keen was her publicist back then, he wouldn't have stood for that. Well, right. Yeah. Even though technically that's the agent's job. So also, who were, her agent, I imagine, would have got fired at that point. If you can't get somebody back on the show who is named after that person. Dude. And then also, we were talking about this last episode, but uh, do you remember the uh, Chuck from Happy Days? Yeah, the red-haired guy, tall, big guy. He just yeah, he, he was in Lonesome he, Dove. He, he bounced a basketball. Really? Yeah, I didn't know it was anything else. He walked upstairs one day to do homework and never came back down. That was <laughs> it. He was gone. They so never weird. mentioned him again. They were like, yeah, whatever. So weird. Yeah. Why, I mean, why he didn't did show up at the end. Yeah. It was nothing. Would have been funny if he came in the very last episode when Joni's marrying Chachi and they're out in the backyard. He's like. Oh, Chuck, you're back from, that you're back been from awesome. wherever. Richie went to Greenland and still came back. Oh, dude, back. Richie came, yeah, Richie came, came back for the, from the, for the finale. That's how bad of an actor apparently Chuck was. They did not want him back Well, also, show. Richie, I think Ron Howard had a, I mean, I probably had a sense of, I have to go do yeah. this show. He was off the show at the time. Yeah. He had moved on. He was directing movies, I think. And he was like, yeah, okay, I'll come back for the final Scott get, Scott Bale might get appointed uh, some <laughs> cabinet position, right? You know, he did Kimmel, and all day he was a pain. He was, he, I was kind of watching. I was the PA assigned to him, and he was nuts and all day long. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. I, and we have every type of food there, of course. It's a show doing well. So, yeah. there's every, so I'm like, oh, we have this, this, this. Or I can go to any place in Los Angeles and buy it for you. Full meal, snacks, dessert, whatever you want. And he, and he wouldn't eat anything. We just kept going and buying stuff. Is he manic him. or something? What's your little take? A little bit manic and a little bit like, um, look. And then he tried to grab, there were sandwiches on the way to the writer's room uh, upstairs. Where, where Jimmy and the writers gather, and they're nicely done. They're gourmet. It's good. And he tries to like reach his hand up on the tray that the chef is bringing, not the cook, the chef is bringing up there. And our producer's like, Scott, you can have any food you want in Los Angeles. Not the right, like, that's for the writers. And he's like, where's Jimmy? I want to talk to Jimmy. And they're like, Scott, calm down. Let's shoot this bit and relax. Then we're shooting the bit in the green screen area, which is right by the kitchen, and he goes back into the kitchen where the chefs are working. Like, it's not a big area. And everyone's like, is this guy a lunatic? What's going on? And he's just looking for something to eat, even though we have food everywhere. And I'm new to Kimmel, so I'm like, oh, this line will kill. And I'm like, hey, Scott, what do you want to burn down this kitchen to? And dead quiet. Because he burned sounds. down Arnold's? Because he burned down Arnold's. And nobody got the joke or cared to laugh at it. And I was so wow, embarrassed. Wow. And he didn't even get it. He was like, Did oh, he not get it? Or is he just so. I don't even. I think he's. he's so his detached. mind's still on Charles in Charge. He's still on Yeah, he's, he's moved on. He's on Charles in Charge yeah. now. He's, he's I'm, like, yeah, because I'm trying to figure out, you know, that the thing that, that bums me out about that, and I'm sure there's still plenty of people that, you know, still love the Chach. But it's just like for a lot of people, you're just like, I mean, he just got so gross and out of control when he, you know, the way he talked and, and the crazy things that he started saying. I don't care if the guy wants to believe in a Republican Party or all that kind of stuff. That's not about that. But him but him saying, you know, things like believing that the president is a secret Muslim and all that kind oh, of yeah, stuff. You're just like, dude, yeah. okay, well, now anything that I ever watched with you in it now is permanently tainted. Yeah. You know, yeah, keep yeah. your mouth shut, sign t- autographs. Tw- Twitter and uh, social media, that kind of thing, is really interesting to me. It just in the terms of recently, how like even athletes, 
Like people I used to think and respect and like and, and be like, oh man, there he is. I love that guy. He's yeah. awesome. Now they're on social media and they're expressing their real beliefs and they're really disgusting people. Like I was, I think I told you I was bummed by Jake Arrieta telling people. Jake Arrieta was a bummer. Get out of here. I'll tell you Trump what, Mike, Mike Ditka. Telling people to move. I never need to hear Mike Ditka talk again. That I've guy, kind of been over Ditka for a while. Fuck though. off. He can fuck right off. Like I'm never gonna. But couldn't you tell with Ditka though? Like after the heyday years of the Bears. Oh right? yeah, we're like well, in the '80s. The you have to look. Remember, remember, in the '80s, we also didn't believe that Liberace was gay. So there's a lot exactly. of things that we just kind of turned the other way. Yep. Like Mike Ditka, we loved his brash and his arrogance and his douchiness, and then eventually he becomes that same character as a grandpa mm-hmm. and starts sounding and acting out of touch. And you start to see and disconnected, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, wait a minute!" Yeah. Right? Would you agree with that? I think so because you start to see. Uh, I, I liked him in uh, Keegan Screaming with Will Ferrell and Robert Duvall. Yeah, so but, did I. but you start to see like I'm, I'm like, oh, I can see why Walter didn't get the touchdown in the Super Bowl. Like, what coach isn't on top of that? And also, I think those Bears could have won two, maybe three Super Bowls. Not that the NFC wasn't brutal then, but no, but you're right. That there was too much was infi- there was too much infighting, too much ego, too much right going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, and Buddy Ryan, man. That yeah, was... and Buddy Ryan. Yeah, who's not really? He's got a short fuse as well. So well, he's pa- he, Buddy yeah. Ryan passed away actually yeah. last year, I think. But but Ma- you can see why McMahon worked and those other quarterbacks didn't because McMahon maybe wasn't. A better quarterback, but he was more hard-headed than any of those guys. Yeah. Like yeah. The Harbaugh and was it Fuller and all those Fuller, guys? Fuller, Harbaugh, there was a bunch. Tom of Tom Zach, I think, and it's like, oh, this Tom was Zach the was only after. guy that could keep Ditka at bay, probably. <laughs> tell him to f off, and that's why it worked. Maybe. Yeah, so it's just, I mean, again, never to tell anybody to not. You're free to have your own. Yeah, say what you want, but it, but I, it it's can sour. It's going to turn it's going to sour some fans yeah. one way or another. Yeah. Progressive, not you know, yeah. right wing. It doesn't matter. The yeah. point is, you got to be careful. Um, no, you know, look, especially man. if you're an entertainer. My point, the point is, be warned. As an yeah. entertainer, be warned. I also think that that you know, stand stand behind what you believe. If that's really what you believe, if you're but try to stand on the right side of history, please. I mean, that, I I would agree with that, of course, <laughs> and of, and I believe that he's on the wrong side of history. But that's not for me to judge at this point. Who's like, Jake Arrieta? Sorry. Oh, he's a pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> he, uh, but he, he was just kind of talking about just, how he was making, right after like, the election like people said, started speaking People up. thought they were going to move. I'm moving out of this country yeah. if Trump wins. So he's like, all right, Hollywood, pack your bags. I'll help you. Or It's time time for you to get going. I'll help you pack. Oh, you know what on, I mean? Man. Come yeah, on. It was, we love you. you but then they it sucks because they just won the World yeah. Series and, and you know what I mean? You're just like, dude, but then they asked he went in a negative place. But the reason why he disappoints me is because at that moment, he's riding high. Like, America was was stoked about right. the Cubs winning. It was like it wasn't baseball. It was entertainment. I mean, that's what people were watching on TV. Even if you didn't like baseball, you know what I mean. Yeah, best World Series like, preceded the worst election. Yeah, so, and it's yeah. just like just enjoy the ride. You know, and he kind of soured it right away by like going into the the, the sour patch. It's yeah. like why even bother? Yeah, even if you that. feel that way, why bother? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, why even why even do that? You're right. Well, like yesterday, because I'm I'm behind. Like, okay, let's start improving. Then, I, you know, the election, it's happened, it's over. But now there's been there's so many. Uh, there's so is that okay? There's yeah, you're so fine. Many, don't worry um, about it. There's so many sour sour pusses. You know. Do you feel you don't do political stuff on stage, right? Not really. Not really. Have um, you ever tried it and went, I'm never going to do that again? Or, I mean, it, like, because you know, as you know, it can polarize an audience. Just like using the word Jesus on stage, it's yeah. like you can feel the. Yeah, I, the polarization. I think after when nine eleven happened, then I was like, oh, I got to get behind this president for a little bit, and that was, and I think I tried that on stage in L.A., which just doesn't happen. You know? <laughs> I think it was with you at the HMS Bounty, yeah, HMS and someone's Bounty. like, Bush didn't get elected; he got appointed, and I was like, Okay, here we go. 
Why did I even go there? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I make a joke about the names Danny and Donnie, and this lady who I did it at the improv in Irvine, and I was like, yeah, I, I used to say, if you were Donnie, you can't be shit in life, but I guess now you can be president, huh? And then like uh, half the crowd was like, boo. The other yeah. half was like, yeah. And one lady in the back was like, please don't talk about politics. <laughs> oh my and I was God. like, all right. There's kind of some truth to that because I, yeah. I believe there's also political discussion fatigue going on where like people were like, like yesterday we were all hanging out uh, with a bunch of other comics. Yeah. No, and it started going that direction. And it's just like, where does it, where does it lead to? You yeah. know what I mean? We're, we're not going to solve the th- us, yeah, yeah. we're gonna solve nothing. Six so, white guys at a bagel shop are definitely solving the world's problems. Yeah, who all voted? Well, no, who, who, who all voted there. Hillary? What's you know, that? Who all voted for Hillary? Do you know that? Do you know yeah. that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That, um, I'm thinking of that group, and I'm like, yeah, they're all. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're back to you being in the with a publicist. Why, how did you even? Uh, well, who else? Who else? What was one of your most favorite things uh, uh, back then? Because that was was that one of your first? You know, I was say Hollywood Hollywoody jobs. It was the I think you know in in my selfish little life it was the the powers that be going okay you're going to meet the elite the people that have started in this business that I, you don't get bigger than them and you're going to see how miserable they are and how selfish and how awful of human beings uh, and so if you still want to stay in this business that's how you approach here's it. your warning it's it's you know it's the heavens or whatever going here's your warning you know you're never going to be bigger than these people and look at how miserable they are um some people that were huge that were still great like you said paul newman best guy best mood all but he also time. got out of dodge right but he, he got lived somewhere he else a little whole uh connecticut hole in the wall gang that he does the uh charity and yeah he got out um, other people. I think the be- Buzz Aldrin. I got to take to a few job interviews, which was great. Job interviews, not job. So who's, who's interview? I see you walked on the moon. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's pretty much all I wrote on that piece of paper. I guess I can get you video clips or whatever. Uh, and, well, where do you see yourself in five Buzz years? Aldrin at a job interview would be fucking hilarious. A radio. That's a sketch uh, for you. Okay, radio, so, so radio you, interviews. Do I have to call you Buzz? So I guess funny. not. Uh, everyone else does. A job interview. Oh, God. That was your job. <laughs> I had to drive him there, too. <laughs> Walked on the moon, can't drive a car, I yeah. see. Okay. This is a delivery uh, job for Papa John's. You're okay with that? <laughs> You're going to get a license, right? Oh, my God. They were, uh, sorry, radio interviews. Um, <laughs> Did you work with Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah, Rodney was great. Fantastic. Beautiful. Still in the robe. You go to visit him in his penthouse suite up there in Beverly Hills. In the robe, everything's hanging out. Um, Dude, Rodney and, uh, Dangerfield. Just to... Just to have him be like, "Hey, all right, come oh, on yeah. in, have come a seat." That's, you know what I mean? It, that dude. would be like, "Okay." He, uh, yeah, he was great. He, um, sorry, you're fine, Norm. Oh, he, he, what did he do? Just hold, the, hold, hold it up a little higher, and you don't have to worry about he it. He was uh, no, not, not you, the actual. Hold oh, your the, hand. Hold my hand up. Higher. You're right. You're fine right there. Don't worry about it. Okay, you I can hear me. Hear I just can't. Okay, then I should not. Yeah, I suppose you don't need those anymore. I'm okay. not. Gonna, I'm not going to do any more of these bad sound oh, things. Where you're yeah, fine. he was great. You know, Joan, his wife was quite a bit younger and very attractive, and it was one of those. Oh, where's this story? Well, people were like, oh, they were like, oh, it's one of those. Hollywood, you know, she's just in it for the money. But they really did hit it off, and she yeah. was a sweetheart. Yeah, I thought she, that's what I remember. She still reading, manages the state, correct? I believe. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that she—they were really—they liked each other yeah, a lot. She, yeah, she was like into—I don't and know. That was his what was his fourth wife? Maybe. Yeah, because yeah. Louis was tight with him. Oh yeah, and he they was were, tight yeah. with his wife as well, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Because I think Lou, when he was Anderson, when he was Louis dying, was, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he was dying, I think Louis went to see him. And, and Rodney was a beautiful man. Like he got all those comics. There, no, no comics are doing that now. No, no, no there, no there isn't. There isn't a lot of that. Not dude. like that. He made so many comics. For those, yeah, for those that, he, that aren't he cared. aware, he genuinely cared. He for did. those that aren't aware, Rodney Dangerfield was not a comic that would go up. And he could have. He could have been a guy that showed up at a club, went on stage, pushed other comics, you know, bumped people, did his time, ran the light, and then left. And people would have still given him stage time all over the country. Right, but. 
but he showed up, he would hang out at the clubs, he would watch the other comics, and if he liked somebody, he would talk to them. I mean, Sam Kinison would not have gotten his HBO special without Rodney Dangerfield. Right. I mean, I'm not saying Sam Kinison wasn't a hard-working motherfucker, and he, and he tried, and he did That's not it. the only equation, unfortunately, in this town, is to being hard-working. No, exactly, and I'm anything. not saying his material wouldn't have eventually gotten him an HBO special, but he broke early, and he broke because of Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. His young comedian special, you still Dice watch those. and Roseanne. Dice, Barry Sobel, like, guys that Louis. you're like, yeah, Louis, yeah. Tim Allen, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, like guys that are huge now. Rodney was like, hey, I like you. Yeah. Let's get you some stage time. You know what I mean? In front of people where it might matter. I, the, my only regret uh, is uh, the, that when you were going to let me go to that, he did that la- his last movie. Right. Did you not go to that? I didn't. I gave it. I let Baxter go Baxter instead and I because went, yeah. Baxter looked like him and I wanted Baxter to be able to meet him. Which it it paid off, right? Because he said, "Hey, uh, you look." He made a comment about Baxter. Yes, they did. Exactly they like, took a picture together. Yep, Baxter has a picture. That made wow. ba- you know that was that was you know for Baxter. But that's my only regret. Because do you ever look back? Uh, we had this conversation with a mutual friend of ours, Dan Satchoff, about because you guys, you two more so than anybody else, have m- met a lot of iconic. Yeah, yeah, uh, like Satchoff met Carson. Yeah. And do you ever kind of look back? Now that they're all gone, because almost basically, other than Don Rickles and Bob Newhart, you're talking about a whole generation that's pretty much gone now. You look back on it and be like, I can't even believe I was around any of these people. Yeah, I can't. It's It's a rare, I mean, for someone your age. Is it a different type of memory recall versus you talking about us being at HMS Bounty? Do you kind of, as a memory, that kind of stuff, because of what they are, do you recategorize it in the way you remember it, remember that kind of stuff? Yeah, because like, like I know Wayne Newton's alive, but we got to meet him in Vegas. We can fix that if it helps with the memories. Right. Okay. Yeah, because that's what we do here on the show. Wayne Newton and then uh, Sidney Sheldon I got to have lunch with, the author, um... Michael Michael Madsen is not obviously not even anywhere close to being old. Like you, you free based with him, we or? handled him and uh, Michael Madsen, dude. I did a movie with him. Oh, that's right. Did yeah. you? I think I remember you. Saying Wait, no, well, I'm thinking of a different guy. Michael Madsen from Reservoir Dogs. He yeah. cuts off the ear of that dude. He was in garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes, right. he was. That's right. Yeah. He keeps. Yes, he, was. he literally turns to the camera and for his line, he goes. Hey, it's me, Michael Madsen. He like says his full name. It was genius. It yeah, made he's, me he's laugh. fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they handled quite a range. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh, uh, who? Eva Marie Saint. We handled just wow. a lovely woman. She's. I think. I don't know if she has uh, one or two Oscars from On the Waterfront or whatever. Probably a couple more than I have. Yeah. And these people that you worked for, which I, I, I briefly remember them. Yeah. Very colorful group of people. Yeah. Like, when, when you talk hell. about Hollywood. Yeah. Right, that and people old, talk yeah. about the business of yeah. Hollywood. Cigar would would you not say that they represented the weird? That, oh that, my God. It, when you dude, think about office? the bazaar, oh. the bazaar, the, the, the bizarre <laughs> Beverly Hills bizarre type of bizarre. Hollywood that we that characters are made of. Oh, lunatics! Right? Yeah, lunatics, crazier than the talent. Yeah, because they're the periphery. Like I think writers are the core of the business. Right, they create the idea, and then the publicist is the last frontier before civilians. Like maybe the press, and then civilians. Um, so they're just like kind of scumbags. The pr- they're necessary evil, I guess. Um, yeah, you know, they're just people that want to be in show business, but really have no talent or skill. I don't think. Um, not all of them. Yeah, no. Just in case you need to get a job later. Hey, help yeah, you. if I need. Yeah, a job in case from the then. people are listening to this, that might hire Patrick. You could take Buzz Aldrin to a job interview. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got this guy. He's going to be my assistant. Yeah, it's but they're just, very. They were just over the top. Oh, though, I remember squir- oh so my cr- god! We weren't calling himself was a pretty over the top. Team, he was. Right? He was a beaut. Uh, I just sometimes I was there two years, and sometimes I'm like, why don't I just stay a little bit longer just to observe those characters? A little Did bit he longer. call you? He kid? had four wives. 
Um, Four wives at the same kid, time. Yeah, he, he called me kid. He he would say, uh, "I think Patrick Keene's smarter than even he thinks he is." He'd say <laughs> stuff like that. Hey, like he was very wise, hardworking little guy. You guys, that place he also a hired a lot of young people. We like had a lot young. of interns. Yeah, a lot of interns. Like really young, like 19, oh, 20 God, year old beautiful people. girls from yeah. USC, UCLA, LMU. <laughs> hey, yeah, it was everything fantastic. about it was just. I look. I remember every once in a while, stub up on pictures. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have pictures every once in a while of parties that you used to have. Oh yeah, with the with uh, Etheridge at uh, your place yeah, over on uh, O'Connell's over by, still uh, there, Paramount. Yeah, yeah, he um, lives right over by me. That's it. I, you know, I, yeah, I wanted to talk about that out of here, but anyway. So, um, <laughs> no, he made a reference to a place that my brothers used to work at. His uh, dad, uh, O'Connell's, uh, Mike O'Connell, I, his dad apparently passed or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But they had the memorial at a place called Hackney's. I grew up in Glen. I was born in Glenview, Illinois. That my brothers used to work at a, at Hackney's. Wow. And it's weird to just see that name come up. And I was oh, like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, they had a big I mean, tribute my, last week. My memory of that as a child, that's like going back to the nineteen seventies. Yeah. I was a little tiny child when my brothers were working there, probably in the late sixties, early seventies. Anyway. Um, that has nothing to do with anything, but I got no, it. But out. thoughts go out to Mike O'Connell and, yeah. and his, his father. Yeah. His father. Well, his dad died, I think, uh, a year ago. I yeah. Mean, it's been a while. Yeah. But, it has but been. they had the tribute. Oh, they, oh they, but they just had it. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys know Joe Burke. His father recently passed away. Oh, yeah. Uh, very, very nice guy, location manager. Joe Burke was the guy that stole John's hat at the uh, part at the uh, um, at my pseudo bachelor party. At the pseudo bachelor oh, party where John at, lost at, his at, mind. At yeah. The so 70s. That, that's Joe yeah. Burke. Yeah. Yeah. My football coach lost his dad this past week from high school, Jim Hardigan. Oh, sorry to hear that. Sorry. And recently, my 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 parents' dog buddy lost his uh, left leg, front left leg. Oh wow! Uh, All yeah, right, buddy's the front left leg. Yeah. <sighs> so, so there, yeah, there you have it. Two six twenty sixteen guys. Yeah, twenty sixteen, and yeah. we lost Sting, Prince, Glenn Fry. We, Sting, Sting, not Sting. <laughs> we didn't lose Sting. David Bowie. Bowie. Oh yeah, I was like, uh oh, this. I swear, yeah, tomorrow. Sting doesn't know he's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks great though. I saw him at Kimmel uh recently. Sting? Yeah, because he's doing those weird eighteen hour tantrum. Saw him at Kimmel. Moves. You be, you be yeah. hanging around Kimmel again? I was there and uh it was you, it was crazy we did a, what are you we, doing we with shot Kimmel a Christmas special. Um they were I might go to work help with casting. The lady called me. She's like Interesting. my casting assistant left. Do you want to come in and work for December? I was like, I'll come in for December, you know. I don't, I don't. Uh, what is well, that? You know consi- who to cast. Oh yeah, both of you guys. All right, All right. Yeah. yeah. If you need two guys networking on the podcast. Um, if yeah, if they, it's if always going to be something like he's going to call you and go, "Hey, can you take your shirt off and do a belly flop at like three right. in the afternoon?" Right, right, right. It's never going to be like, "Can you look awesome and be smooth?" Yeah. What is so? Bono so was there, you, and the guy from the Killers, Brandon something Flowers, is that him? Brandon Flowers from the right. Killers and Kristen Bell, they sang together, and there were like. Wait, ten this of, is the thing you just did last week, yeah? And we were all in a Bono's room. Pretty small, I heard. Huh? Yeah, he's a little. He's, he's not. Yeah, tall. he's a yeah, tiny. Because like you're O'Connell. six foot. Are you six foot? Yeah, I'm about six two. And so two, where did he come two, up ten. to you on you? Uh, he's probably 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, so. so let me ask you something about it's that. It's crazy. Because he, he's an icon. Again, yeah, he's an iconic, iconic guy. Is it weird to see someone so iconic not be not be super tall? Is it, is it, is uh, it, is it, it jarring? Throws you. It throws you. Robin Williams used to hang out there. and uh, But that was, a yeah, those those guys. It, it, it's a little jarring. Who else? I saw Scorsese once, and it's like, whoa, are you kidding? I could see him being small, though. Yeah. But, the, oh, but Bono, oh, because yeah. it's Bono, Bono you think it's, it's bigger. Like, yeah, Bono was, was presence, kinda, right? It was, because you're like, this guy's like half a foot shorter than us, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's weird. That is weird. You always expect those certain people to be tall, like looking because, at, yeah, at you, down from, at you. From, from uh, the... Joshua Tree album, you know he's in the right. coat and he's walking around. Welcome with the to long photography. Hair. Yeah, well, they're also yeah they're also on the roof of a building. <laughs> yeah. Like music stops the traffic. Yeah, yeah. So, they're trying to shut us down. So yeah, it's. Uh, God, do you remember when the Ben Stiller show was on? Yeah, they did a they did a mock. He did a mock a of uh, 
of that video they did on top of the roof, you know, and Ben Stiller is Bono, and he's like, music stops, they're trying to shut us down, music stops the traffic, and literally the camera turns around, and there's like six no. cars, there's nobody there, <laughs> he's like show. yelling at everybody, everyone's like looking up, like, what are you doing, like, it was really funny. How good was that show? That show was Great hilarious. It was, it was, again, talking about that was like, yeah, yeah, Mr. Showwriters meets Ben Stiller, I mean, oh, yeah, there was some funny it. stuff on there. So what was this thing you were doing? Uh, so that was just a Christmas, Christmas special show. they were taping. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and what, so what was it that you were doing? I though? was just, uh, I was there working as a production, uh, stand, I was either doing stand-in work or production assistant work. And, you know, they, they they finished rehearsal and those guys were hanging out. So they're like, hey, so Brandon Flowers just gets on piano and plays. And Kristen Bell and Bono are just singing like nothing's going on. Of course. And Balsy or Balsy, some woman, some young girl, Balsy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. YouTuber or something? I don't know. YouTube star, maybe. I don't know. Talking to two old men. But the four of them were singing, and it was just, I'm like, am I really watching them? You didn't just jump riff? in there, huh? It's not like Christmas at yeah, all. Yeah, you, you, could, you could hold a tune. Uh, yeah, but it was Did really. Did they sing Golden Girls or anything where you could have gotten involved? Yeah, like, like a TV show. Show me that show? smile again. I love that. That's, uh, is that Growing Pains? Shibi do so that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's cool. So to have okay, that so action. casting. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't like, know. What would it's like when you're you're actually helping put together? So they basically give you like for something like a show like that. I think she wants somebody sketches. that she can stand in the office. Yeah, I've been around there on and off for years, and she knows me. A lot of those people know each other. So you're not know. annoying, is what you're saying? She's like, yeah, I just need someone. Can you? Help me until I find somebody long term. Yeah. And so because like, yeah. that's not the type of it's great. Work. And also hiring so. someone long term in December is not a good idea. Let's get through the holidays and yeah. meet your people that you want to hire. Yeah, in she, January, she even said she wants to grab someone who's into casting. So if you yeah. guys know anybody, yeah. And it's casting. it's like you know it's like it's like wrapping paper. You know yeah. what I mean? You're you're wrapping presents to the holidays and yeah. then you're done. Right? Yeah, that's so, kind of yeah. the same thing. Really, that's just you're just there. Not. <laughs> You've been on the road recently? Yeah, I was, uh, time I was with Madrigal in Arizona, and I was with Swartzen in Miami, and that was, I don't know if I can go out with Nick again. You ran into, <laughs> you ran into, was that? Well, he ran into Caliendo down there, correct? Oh, we did. Is we that? ran into Frank's same hotel, Ritz in Miami, South Beach. And he was doing, he was a, doing a corporate gig corporate for Coldwell gig? Bank, uh, and it was like in 9 or 10 in the morning. Were you he guys all there for a couple days? the money you and Al made combined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he there for a couple days, or was he just, and he knows Nick too, right? Yeah, he, he knows Nick each other from way back. Yeah, they used to do Appleton and stuff together. Uh they started around the same time. Their was he just there that day, or was he there for a couple days? He was just there two days, maybe oh, three. So you, so and you we saw had just him for a couple to days. We saw him two straight nights. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, and he came down and. How was that hanging with Nick though? It was amazing. It's a, it's a whirlwind tour. You know, I was I was catching Nick in the middle of his tour. Ran for I was with him for about two and a half weeks, and that was like enough for me. I'm yeah. like my heart hurts it, from oh, alcohol, from from vodka. My heart burned from oh, strictly okay. vodka. And I was like, I, send me home, man. Because he went on. Send and did me home. Arizona oh, I wish I could have replaced you. I would have yeah. rocked it. But, uh, but I mean, I was supposed to come back sooner. And he kept me there because we just hung out. We were partying and all that stuff. And I was like, I got to get back, dude. But uh, he, had, he had started in Vegas. I met him in New Orleans. Then we did New Orleans, Alabama, Miami. And, uh, and then once that was up, there's no more gigs, but we just stayed there. And I had other gigs to do elsewhere. And I'm like, I got to go. Uh, to do the job, to do the shows, which I was happy about, but also to save my life. I mean, yeah. That guy, <laughs> guy's a beast. Man. Nick likes to party. I mean, it was so fun. We did Florida International. We did a bunch of stuff. and Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's He's just one He's of those really happy, boozer. fun oh, guys so fun. that like just has a blast. Yeah. So fun. So and funny. I think he knows he's. Uh, Some girl threw a drink on him at a, at a Harrah's in, in uh, New Orleans. Why? While he was on stage? No. Oh. We were all talking, hanging out in the uh, casino, and. She just comes up and like starts groping him. So and she didn't even know. Someone had told her like, um, "Hey, that's Nick. He just did a show." And she's like, "Oh, I know. You know, whatever." So she comes up and she's beautiful but wasted. So she just thinks that she just she could do whatever yeah. she wants. And she started groping him. And he's like, "Hey, kind of 
back off a little maybe i, actually, I watched it i saw the whole thing he was cool and she did it another and he's like hey come on like i just and she's like what what and more right and he's like i just don't want people touching me that i don't know it's yeah, a real weird I don't thing know I who you are. Yeah. and and she just storms off and i'm like i wonder i think she'll be back <laughs> and sure enough she comes back and throws a full drink on him that's it then just came back to do that. Just came, and then stormed off like she had accomplished something. She's like, it's like woman's rights or something. And I was like, what? I was like, if any guy. Yeah, if that, that was, yeah, girl, if that was uh, reversed, there would be fucking rape whistles uh, and everyone would get he a just let it down. go. Nick just, he literally shrugged his shoulders Probably and took his laughed. shirt off and it was, kept hanging yeah, out. Oh, yeah. He, he couldn't, he laughed it off. And uh, people came over, like security. They're like, you all right? Everything cool? And he's like, yeah. He's like, get up, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, Wow, most people would have lost it on her, and it would be a scene. But yeah, that would mean the cops would come, and you can't keep partying. So Nick just played it cool, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that also means then there's an article about Nick Swartzen. Be- you know what I mean? Yeah, it it yeah. becomes a whole fucking yeah. issue when you're. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Nick, but he has reached a level of fame that is not yeah. us. You know yeah. what I mean? He's yeah. way beyond that. Like he's done enough movies, he's done enough stuff. He's been the star of his own movie a couple right. times. It's like he's out there. People in America know who he is. So if he, if one thing is like. Oh, you know, and that she threw a drink on him. Most people aren't going to go. Oh, well, no, I know Nick. Nick's a great guy. Yeah. He must have been. He was probably in the right. He was. People are going to be yeah. like, oh, this fucking asshole comic thinks he can do whatever he oh, wants. This, and, you this know, crazy chick. And yeah. you know what? We noticed her actually before she even came over. Yep. We, yeah, we can see that from yeah, a mile you can see away. It coming. And uh, anyway, yeah, whatever. people feel entitled, man. Yeah. You're you like Miami? So it's good. Like I love Miami. Miami. I love South Beach. I love Miami. I love that weather. What do you I'm do when you're down I'm a pale guy, there? so the sun here just destroys me in Southern Cal and the dryness, and there's moisture in the air there, and if you do get a little sunburn, but it's not like it is What here. do you do to kill time when you're in a place like that? Well, we were Got drinking like until you. about 4 a.m. Okay, so, that's, that's, uh, so that's, I slept the rest of the time. That's killing other things, but not just time there. But no, we, um, I, I, because Nick gets up in the afternoon, so I was like, I got to do, I got to do one thing a day before Nick calls. Get up, get yeah, get up and take care so of So I try to get up uh, late morning and uh, go see a museum, go see South Beach, go see Miami, go see uh, Good for you. different spots, eat different restaurants. And then, you know, you get that text at 4 or 5 p.m. like, hey, man, meet me at this bar, or come back to the hotel or whatever. But both hotels had... Do uh, you drink before your shows? No, never, never. Just uh, after a lot, but... <laughs> Well, because it is hard. Do you, yeah. do you drink anything before a show, or do you try to? No, go? I try to stay completely away. Unless it's like, if, if it's a show. Well, if it's like a ten minute opening spot, well, you, you know, can maybe drink. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but if you're doing it, if you're headlining, no. And if yeah. you're doing a five minute showcase for industry, no. I just it takes you off one slight second. Yeah. You know, and I don't like that. So, um, but it's you good. Changed? I'm trying to do the road less. I want to be in L.A. Did you Did you see your material change on the road? Yeah, a little bit. You do let it. it you know, you it it fattens out a little bit mm-hmm. the spine or whatever. I only ask you because you, you. But it's you're... healthy. It's good. You you because you spend too much time in L.A. or Brooklyn with yeah. the stand up, and it's all it's all that back of the room stuff. Mm-hmm. But you get out there and you you see these people and you enjoy them more than you think you will. Just yeah. like riffing with them, talking about them. Um, road comics too that I used to not make fun of, but was like, oh, I thought of you know, uh, I was above them for whatever right but they're they're beasts they're amazing they've got some ama- people that just do stand-up these guys are incredible yeah the bits they have and like it's just different it's yeah. just there's there, there's different styles of comedy there's yeah. new york comedy there's chicago comedy there's road comics yeah there's southern comedy there's la based comedy yeah. and you you kind of as i think is you get older in it yeah you stop because it's like being a kid and going i only listen to uh oh, right. such and such music right 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 this all hit, the rest yeah. of this music is crap yeah and then you get older and you go you know everything has an influence from somewhere i yeah. should at least 
give it a shot. Give it a shot yeah. and understand its reference. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to either if I'm going to do the road, live in the Midwest or New York. If it's I'm going to do silly to live here, right, it's here. silly to live here. And if I want to be in show business, show business, then just live here and you know, open for a madrigal here and there or Swartz in there. You know, that's the way I'd like to do it. Um, and then hopefully write on a show, work on a show, be involved creatively in some capacity. You know? Yeah. Cause, uh, so writing would be your thing. You think? I think so. I like, I, I get more excited about sitting there by myself. Here's some ideas. Let's hash them out. Then I do like, I walk into a club and just it, the anxiety starts right away. And it's like, these people aren't going to get me. Let's a full service, you know, the food, they're more ser- like that Toledo funny bones, a joke. Everyone's knee deep in gravy. Nobody's listening <laughs> to the jokes, you know? Yeah. And I was born there and I have people who I know from childhood coming and I can see them slurping soup. While I'm delivering punchlines, and I'm like, "What are you even doing here?" Yeah, why don't you stay home and eat? They're there for the soup, obviously. Yeah, the soup, right? But you, but but speaking of that, being here more, you also do you have created some of your own content that yeah, that's true has been. I mean, very funny. I don't know yeah. if you want to call it successful or not, right, but right. always very, always very, very funny. Like I'm thinking about the fifth quarter, and you oh, right. do, and you do your um, the twit stuff, twits, yeah. and so. So at least when you are here, you are being fairly productive. True. Yeah, explain the Twit thing, because it's pretty funny. Uh, Twit is just uh, This Week in Tweets, where I, uh, I read my tweets from the previous week every Friday, and I expound upon them. I just explain my thought process, which people get lost in the explanation more than the stupid right, tweet. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lies the joke. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's there's no it's filter. Great. It's great. It's just no filter. And that's done by the Fightmaster, right? Yeah, still going down there and doing them there with Duke. Duke Fightmaster. We got to get Duke Fightmaster yeah. on the show sometime. I forgot about Duke. Yeah. yeah. He's a trip. He's a rebel. Yeah, well, you don't know him, but I'm just saying he was, uh, there's that, what is that life something? I thought that, it was that, a that Satchoff N- character. No, that NPR show. It's, that's his real name. Okay. I everybody thinks that because Keith is is kind of like the, the the introduction of this yeah. is my friend Duke Fightmaster and everyone's like all right who, who, what's his real fucking name and at once we're past his porn name yeah. slash first of all Fightmaster is a terrible name. porn name Fightmaster you know, right, but right. that's it's more of a martial arts rest, wrestling yeah. yeah but that's not his real name but he was on um uh that this NPR is this is this life um this American life this American oh, wow. life cool they did a feature on him he's an interesting cat awesome yeah, so we, we should, should get him on the show. Well, that's cool, but but like I'm saying, like if if you're gonna be in town, if you if you're not gonna be on the road, it it, it I think it behooves you if that's yes. where I can do yes. to work towards stuff that you like, that you want to do, that your friends are involved in, that you can have a good time doing, and make it funny and get it out there and just produce content that you can be in. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a group of us that were caught in the middle when YouTube came. What was that? Oh four, oh seven, kind of like that. Yeah, it was like, like that. That whole launch where it's like if you haven't made it now. By now, then it's a different style that's going to make it. It's, yeah, it's this YouTube weird and social it took media. Me a, thing. It took me a long time to adapt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just yeah. because I'm not a you guy that wants to share everything about my life with right. strangers. So when I first saw Twitter, I was like, "This is just people saying what they had for dinner." Like, I don't want that. People don't need to know what I ate yeah. for dinner. So I put off ever getting a Twitter account or being on Twitter until I started realizing, like the same way I realized... The dinner matters. When I first went on Facebook or MySpace, I went on with a, an assumed name, a fake name, because I didn't want anyone <laughs> to know I was on there. And then I started seeing what Dane Cook was doing, and I was like, oh, oh we can use this to our benefits as comedians. This right. might be able... And then you could reach people in different area codes and zip codes, and when yeah. you were going to their towns, they would know. Like, they, I... I was just slow to adapt. Yeah, you know what I mean. I get and, it, and that's just part of who I am, I guess. Slow to catch on, but I get it. 
Um, oh. No, but but you are adjusting, and the tweets are great, and the Facebook. Oh. <laughs> so. and Thank the, you. The, I, the shots of your food are are just. And who fantastic. knows where it's going to be? And now I think a lot of us are like, where does it even go? Do you keep yeah. writing comedy? Do you keep doing? Like I don't even know. What. I think you do what you want to do. Yeah, that's what I was is, asking you yeah. earlier. It's like. Um, you know, I've always wanted you to be the next late night talk show. Yeah, host yeah, guy. yeah. But you know, it's funny. That's a great thing. But I also look at what Shandling did, and he was just like, "I don't want to work every night. Like, why don't we just make a show about it?" Right. Yeah, and dude. I'm more in line with that than because yeah. I see what Kimmel does. And, it's hard, yeah, man. It's yeah. a it's a grunt to be a talk show host every night of the yeah. week. Like, I mean, say whatever you want about Fallon, Kimmel, uh, yeah, Colbert, like yeah. uh, even Samantha B. Like anything that's that fucking political all the time. That's just crazy yeah. man to yeah. just have to do that every night day in day out but yeah a show about a show where you can tape three episodes on a friday and then yeah, go home like and not that. do anything until wednesday yeah. yeah like that sounds great yeah so true. and larry sanders i mean it, that show's back on i think it's on amazon now or, or, or netflix man, like so funny still to this that day. Ser- it's the only yeah. series that i've watched twice through yeah I'm, I'm about to start watching it again it's it's so funny just the Oh, his demeanor and, and, his, then, and then his manager yes dude it, it, the whole thing was so well done yeah miss those days you actually lived down the street from where they shot that show you know you used that's to. right that's right yeah at that studio which i didn't even know existed it's one of the few studios that's buried in a neighborhood and you would oh, not weird. know that yeah yeah it's prospect studios and it's it's in los Feliz, but it's it's buried back they do you a lot of soap operas there. yeah that's what yeah. they were known for yeah it's off Talmadge so it's it's weird do you have to head out of here in a sec I do so I have to go I'm Talmadge. sorry alright so l- real yeah. quick yeah. thank you for coming yeah. by so yeah. like, so appreciate it what are, uh, promote yourself real quick promote myself so. uh, I'm on Instagram Keen of Comedy and YouTube Keen of Comedy uh, Citizen Keen is the Twitter label and uh, there's some good stuff, I think. Enough. Yeah. Seriously, you know? um, do you have the fifth quarter stuff up? Is that? Yeah, that's. Well, we're we're talking with uh, Comedy Central uh, branded finally. After it only took four years to get them, but uh, we're talking with them about developing that. And Madrigal help is helping get that pushed. Awesome. He's a guy to go to, man. Like, yeah, because comics don't have anybody to go to because no. these managers and he- agents and pieces of garbage sit up there in their offices and don't hit the streets. So it's right. like you, finally you have someone that's like got their finger on the pulse. Yeah, actually, I'm going to talk to you about Al after this because he mentioned something to me that I want to follow up on. Yeah. But. So that's great. So we'll, I'm glad we all talked about that stuff regarding Al. Yeah, Al fifth so, quarter, so both, you guys, business, if, both uh, you guys were in fifth quarter. And right. uh, just, also, really also, Al Madrigal basically started All Things Comedy Network that we're on yeah. with, with yeah. Burr. <laughs> that's, oh, that's right. He's the, he's this the guy. This is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. and Bill Burr run this network that exactly. we're on. Yeah. But I mean, you don't see guys like that, that that are that funny that also have the the leg in the business part yeah. of it. You just don't. I mean, maybe Bob Hope or something like You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that is a very old school And also behavior. a nice person. You know, and also dude. a great and guy. Op- great and dude. open. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like business savvy, like just so sharp yeah. with that. But you know he's funny because the first thing we say isn't he's a nice person. We say, right. oh my God, he's hilarious. And what a nice guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not right, like right. Al. Al's a really great guy. Yeah, good fellow. Oh yeah, no, he also does comedy. <laughs> yeah, he's not the guy. Right, remember your Bring a Mavery story or whatever. Yeah, okay, you're not going to say that no. to, to Al. No. Um, so, um, but yeah, those are the places we can right. find each other. Thanks, well, for, thanks for just making a quick stop by on, on yeah, your way to. Uh, yeah, to we do appreciate event. it, man. Yeah. you can come by whenever, right. whenever you want. Anyway, I might go to the bathroom again. Okay, yeah, but that's that's great. I mean, you can do that. Right. Not on the show, but you know, if you wouldn't mind. John, you got anything? Uh, I'm trying to think. I might be with Harlan Williams, emceeing those shows at the Oxnard at Levity Live in Oxnard. Um, this not. This coming weekend, but the next weekend. Right. So uh, December 7th, 8th, 9th, 
or um, or that just so they you you normally promote all that stuff on Facebook. Yeah, like f- that, we'll yeah. go to my Twitter, Twitter and Facebook. I'll put it all up there. Whatever and in New Year's Eve again, oh if you're yeah, Chicagoland area. I'm featuring for Lachlan Patterson at the Chicago Improv. Guys, come out. It'll be really fun. Lachlan is so funny, and uh, I'm hoping to kind of draw some numbers there because it is like my hometown. Hometown. And uh, I'd like to show that club that I can, can pull some people in the seats, but we'll see. I'm not trying to bury Lachlan or anything. I just want the shows to be good. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a fun show. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe 